Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So... What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville! It is time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast with me, Adam Beebe, your somewhat overly excited host for no reason. And over there with me, as always, is Mr. Barry Johnston. Hello, Barry. I know why you're excited. Why is that? We're taking a trip back to our hometown, which yes, we, we will are. get to in just a little bit, and we're excited about it. But uh, until then, we are, uh, yeah, I'm doing good, getting ready for Christmas, man. It's yeah, just literally around the corner. Not, oh, yes. Not many more days left for those of you counting. You've got your little uh, calendars that you've been opening the door, you know, your, your advent calendar, yeah. and you've been taking the piece of chocolate out, you've been mm-hmm. eating on those lovely things, and mm-hmm. uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yep. Yep. I was never good at those when I was a kid because uh, I would, uh, I could never make them last. I of would course. always, you know, when nobody's looking, I would, you know, a, a, an extra day would happen. Of course. You know, so I was ready. Yep. You know, you start on the first and then you get it on, on the on 25th, but I mean, might, I was ready for Christmas by the 12th. It might be. Yeah. But, I was going to say, it, <laughs> it might be gone by the 12th. I mean, hell. <laughs> Maybe you'd save up a couple of days, try to save up a couple of yep. days and eat yep. a few after. Um, that was always one thing, you know, um, that I just love this time of year and I love spending time with uh, loved ones and connecting with people and kind of remembering and revisiting those times, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm feeling it as well. Uh, we just had our first snow. Um, last oh. night, in fact. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. How was that? Started around like uh, 9 or 10, a, uh, 10 p.m., rather. Okay. And uh, we got maybe like a quarter of an inch, enough to cover the ground and the cars and everything. So it was not, maybe a little bit more, maybe half an inch, but uh, it was nice. It didn't stick around, but, you know, okay. that was good. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I, um, one of my neighbors is um, would, uh, from Africa. And so he's one of the first things that he told me was like how he's wanted to see snow and yeah. so i saw it and i texted him I was like dude come out right now and it was snowing and so he came down and he was just like wow you know he got to I, that's cool he man. got his first snow experience that's awesome man and uh i was like man it just started it's we're gonna get some we'll have probably a nice blanket and a little blanket in the morning probably won't stick long yeah but it'll be nice that's He's cool like you know, will there, will there be more? I'm like, oh, odds are yes. Odds are there will be more. So, Did you have a lot of snow last year? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, like, I guess comparatively, it was a heavier snow year. We had, there were two or three times where it just came in really quickly yeah. and dumped a lot. And um, th- those were like... Uh, it's almost usually earlier. It's like in February or even March sometimes. Oh, I think the first year I was here, I had snow 
um, on my birthday, and that's March oh. at the end of March, March thirtieth. You know, I mean, it's damn. Uh, there was snow and a lot of it on the ground then. So yeah, I mean, it's more snow more snow than I had in North Carolina. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, but pretty, uh, pretty mild winters over in that area, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, if you want to even call it a winter, no. Every once in a while they'll get snow, but uh, yeah, but yeah, man. I, I and you know, you know me. I love the cold. I love winter. I love snow. It's my favorite thing. I love. I love it now. Once you can get cleared off the roads and you can drive everywhere, that's great. Yeah. But as it's coming down at a snowy night, if you're oh. just out on your Watching yeah. snow come down and it's just some muffles everything, and it's got this beautiful light from yeah. the street lamps that are reflecting oh. back up. So it's got this very picturesque, yeah, very the, movie kind of cinematic look oh, to atmospheres. Yeah, yeah. So that's the best. Yeah, dude. And that to me, that's that winter atmosphere, just that uh, Christmas. Yeah. Kind of vibe. That's awesome. Uh-huh. We're going up to Milwaukee, so I'm, I'm hoping we get a little snow up there. Oh, we'll, yeah. We'll see. It'll be cold, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, man. So we're, we're moving toward it, and we're ready for Christmas around here. That's and great. we're also moving toward our hometown where we grew up. And we're about to get into some really odd, peculiar stories from the Kingfisher area the town that we both grew up in, and uh, it's left its indelible mark upon us. I often tell people stories about growing up, and I often get the reaction of, that sounds like a weird place to grow up. (laughs) And I think we're proving it with this podcast. Yeah, well, certainly the older we get, the more weirdness we realize was around there. Um, But today, as you stated, uh, these are all stories from our hometown of Kingfisher, Oklahoma. I joined a Facebook page, it was the History of Kingfisher Facebook page, and I w- posted a little thing up there saying, "Hey, Barry Johnston and I do a podcast about you know weird stories. Has anybody got any from our hometown?" And yeah, sure enough, we got some response, and we had enough of them that we could finally bring our good buddy, special correspondent, resident Bigfoot expert, and voice of the listener, Mr. Jeff Hubbard, back on into the studio and have him read and and, and, and share the stories with us. Absolutely. And uh, he did a great job, and yeah. they delivered. The people from Kingfisher delivered with some really cool stories. Stuff I've never heard of, and mm. uh, there's a lot of um, you know some older sort of stories that are really interesting and uh, have a good creep value to it. Yeah, we got some history. We've got some weirdness, some spooky stories, all sorts of cool stuff. So let's head on down to head on down to Chisholm Trail, down to Kingfisher, Oklahoma, home of Mr. Barry Johnston, myself. And El Charo, the greatest restaurant in the universe. <laughs> right off of a Highway 81. Uh, that's right. It's and uh, South of town. That's right. And welcome to our, our buddy, special correspondent, resident Bigfoot expert, and voice of you, the listeners, Jeff Hubbard. Jeff, thank you for joining us 
what are what what are them weird stories? So this looks cool. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right in here. We've got uh, one from Ed Koontz, and this looks pretty interesting, guys. Okay, th- this is in his in his words. Around 1930, a bank in Kingfisher was robbed, and the robbers fled on country roads with the law chasing them. A farmer named Zimmerman helped guide the police cars by flying his airplane a safe distance behind the robbers. Unfortunately, the plane ran out of fuel and had to land on the roadway, resulting in the robbers getting away. Wow. Oh, damn. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I never that heard that. That is pretty cool. I never heard that. I never heard that. That's I don't a, think I've heard about that either. That's a 1930s pretty pretty early on in 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 our flight too. So that was mm-hmm. like uh I I'm curious I'd be curious to know kind of where that was, you know? What area? You know, I'll bet you you could probably find some microfiche. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's a, a library point. or something about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be interesting to look into because I wonder yeah. if, if they got away completely and they never knew who they were or, uh, you know, if it, or if it was like a, like, you know, pretty boy yeah. Floyd or something like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Was, was the, is it true? Was the Dalton gang from around there? Am I, am I? Am I, uh, am I misspeaking on that? There was, I know that one of those famous, famous gangs uh, had a hideout around Kingfisher, but I don't know if yeah. they were from. You know, actually, guys, uh, I kind of got into uh, kind of treasure hunting for a few months. Like, I don't know. I guess it would have been probably two summers ago. Okay. And I was looking at all this stuff on like local buried treasure and things like that. And so I, yeah, the Dalton's mother, they had a homestead Barry, It was not too far, uh, from, you know, your parents' house out uh, there on lemon road. Oh, really? It was, yeah, it was actually, it was like, it might've been in the same mile section that, uh, Travis Brown's place. Holy was. shit. Oh, wow. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was, I, I, I had heard that they were out there and then I wound up finding some old, uh, you know, maps of townships of Kingfisher County. And because I'd heard that they lived like, uh, Northeast of town or like North of town or whatever. And, uh, I looked on those until I found this Dalton, uh, you know, one was Mark Dalton, and yeah. that had to have been their mother's place. Wow! And wow. so, supposedly, they robbed a train uh, in Dover or in between Dover and Kingfisher. Oh wow! Uh, during one of their visits to their mother. Well, you know, so, there the empty. there were some Daltons that were, gosh, man, that would have been, I think, maybe Brooks' age or older, and I wonder if it's the oh, same. Yeah? The same family, they, you know. They've got to be related. Yeah, man. that's wild. Do I you? Re- I remember. Yeah. Gosh, man, we were like back in the days when we were doing show and tell for school. So I don't know, second grade or third grade or something. Do you remember John Roggy or somebody, somebody like that, had a story about their grandmother keeping um, 
uh, Jesse James, the James gang in their barn for a couple of nights up in Can- oh, in Kansas. Oh. You, I remember him, I think it was John, telling that story um, and just being like, wow, that's pretty cool. Apparently. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, Because, um, you know, there was that kind of love affair that, that people had with with the with you know those guys and mm-hmm. i guess she put them up in the barn and like let them stay there for a day or two while they were whatever they were doing gallivanting and um damn robbing uh places <laughs> but uh, laying low probably <laughs> yeah man. To avoid the law yeah that's cool i love those kind of stories man because yeah that you know that sort of dark but rich history of the area that we live in mm-hmm. really cool Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And bank robberies. I mean, what's what's cooler than that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> no shit. You know, that's a that's a lost okay. art form. You know, it's hard right. to rob a bank these days, <laughs> although I know it happens, but not like you could back then. I mean there's oh, yeah, yeah. you know right. what I mean? I mean you could just get away you with could get in the vault. I mean, yeah, you could get gold and 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 shit like that. But nowadays, I mean, I think you get like the contents of a teller's drawer yeah, or yeah, something. A couple which, of grand you know, or something. You, yeah. yeah. You'd be lucky to get that. Yeah. So it just doesn't, the the risk versus the. Yeah. Well, plus uh, all the reward. security precautions now with the uh, silent alarms and videotape yeah. cameras and, and everything. So you just can't yeah. get away with much anymore. Yep. That's sure. awesome. Great sure. story. Great story. <laughs> that, is a good, yep. that is a good story. Thanks, Ed. We appreciate yep. that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and then it looks like we got another uh, another one here, a short one from Lorraine Kahn. We lived on College Hill in one of three big houses. My brother went across the road to where the old college was. He found a small plate and brought it home cleaned it up. Very pretty. He had nightmares of someone looking in his window on the second floor. My dad told him to take the plate back where he found it. He did and buried it. No more nightmares. Whoa. We've had some College Hill stories. Um, If you remember, um, we had uh, one of our guests that came on telling the story about Mm. the... um, who were the guys? The um, the uh, the two serial killers that they believed that came by. Oh yeah. Uh, oh Henry. Um, God, you know I had it right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. They confessed to a bunch of murders. Um, yeah. And uh, scary but, looking dudes. Yeah. Dude. College College Hill was um was was interesting because it was like that's where the college used to be. And although it no longer stood there, it was, you know, it was a big, big part of uh, the folklore of of Kingfisher. Um, lots of stories about that area. Huh? Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah. And yes. um, I forget what his partner's name is, and I'll figure that out here in a second. Yeah. Selling yeah. um, yeah. oranges. Yes, yeah, it was Amy that told us that, and she also yeah. had Freddy Krueger uh, was out there. <laughs> what? Um, how long was that college there, Hub? Do you know? Man, you know it was. 
I think it was out there before statehood, mm-hmm. okay. you know? Oh, wow. Uh, and then I don't know if it was, I don't know how long, you know, it was out there, but it doesn't seem like, I, I don't, you know, they played OU. I, I've I know. seen some stats where like they beat OU 99 to zero. One year in football. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Kingfisher College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember seeing that also. Um, Otis Tool. Sorry, just remembering okay. the, uh, the Ooh, Otis. Yeah. yeah, Otis Tool. Yeah, there's a great documentary on those two guys, by the way. That uh, that they they um, I think it's a Netflix documentary. Um, mm-hmm. But a mm-hmm. lot of <clears throat> they were confessing to a bunch of murders that like there's just no way that they could have done them all. Yeah, but but that it's a really cool documentary. But uh, uh, yeah, Kingfisher College was from active from September twenty sixth, eighteen ninety four, to uh, nineteen twenty two. So oh wow, that's not too long, huh? That's yeah, but still, yeah. that was like Jeff said, that was before our statehood. That was very so, cool. Yeah. Very cool. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing, really, that. Uh, you know, with with that college being, you know, established at around that time, it's kind of amazing that it didn't turn into, say, like a, a Stillwater yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, like a, mm-hmm. a, a Norman, uh, you know, that it didn't grow. and It could have. The Kingfisher would have been a completely different town. Yeah. If that, we would have had a, a big university. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it makes you wonder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Very cool. That's cool. Makes you that want to take cool. a metal detector out there, do some sweep, right. do some sweeping, you know. Yeah. <laughs> where where, where did you do your uh, treasure hunting and stuff? Hub? Did well, you get a metal detector know, and go out? I, I I did get a metal detector. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't. Uh, you know, I I metal detector around the the house. I have uh, taken it out to the farm. And I, we, there was a homestead out at, out at the farm too, but I was going to metal detect that. Uh, actually, Sam went with me. He had a metal detector as well. We both went out there probably like three or four weeks ago. And uh, I found a bunch of cans and things. But the, the, uh, the homestead site, the grass was so tall over there, you couldn't, you couldn't swing a metal detector. So uh. we didn't make it over there. We just kind of went around the ponds. I found a bunch of... Uh, you know, bullet casings and mm, cans and and things like that. But that's cool. It was, yeah, it was pretty cool. But I did a bunch of. It's kind of like my Bigfoot uh, research. I did a bunch of online research, and uh, I actually got some books from the library that were talking about Oklahoma treasures and and Oklahoma mysteries, and it was really a lot of fun. That's cool. And, uh, you know, I really got fired up and kind of, I really would like to get out, but I'd like to have somebody to go with me. You know, mm-hmm. metal detecting is not the, you know, it's not the most glamorous thing yeah. to do. It's kind of a, kind of a nerdy thing, but <laughs> I'd feel better if I had somebody out there with me doing it, but I'd yeah. love to get out and hit some you need stuff. A, you, need, a you need a couple of guys that can cover some ground too. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that's true. I've that watched, true. I got into this thing where I was watching these guys that were doing that, like on the civil war battlefields and stuff and oh, yeah. uh, finding cannonballs and shit, man, and buttons and stuff. And, uh, 
yeah, I, 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 I love that kind of, uh, that kind of stuff. So keep us, keep us in the loop on that. If you, uh, mm-hmm. if you find some cool stuff, man. Yeah, certainly. I will for sure. Well, for sure. But, and, uh, Lorene's story kind of reminded me a little bit of, uh, the Brady Bunch, you know, when Greg gets the idol. On, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, the in island in Hawaii. Hawaii. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The, ba- the <laughs> bad all luck. The bad shit happens. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's funny. You know what's what's funny is uh, when Barry was talking about his story about the Daltons or whatever and how everybody loved them, I started thinking about the uh, uh, the Brady Bunch. <laughs> and there was the episode where... Um, they're robbing the train, man. Yeah. Right. They're robbing the train yeah. because uh, Peter Bobby is like Peter, all... Yeah. Is it Peter or is it Bobby? I don't One remember. Of them is all about Jesse James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, his idol, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some old guy came and told him that Jesse James was not somebody to be idolized and all that. Yeah, stuff. man, that's right. <laughs> that was a good episode. Was that, was, was that the same episode where they were camping and there was like that that kid and they put the beat the like the baked beans in the flashlight? Is that the Brady Bunch? Oh man, well like that kid, I, I don't know. Oliver, there was a Brady Bunch. Oliver. Their cousin Oliver, or no? Well, something? Oliver might have been in on that uh, on that show. I know that uh, they had one where they went camping at <laughs> the um, Grand Canyon. Oh, and, that, that, uh, that must be the one. Yeah, they, and I they, think, they meet this Native American kid, yes, and they, yes. they mm. he's hungry or something. I don't think yeah. he, maybe he ran away from home. Oh yeah, okay. They put beans in a flashlight for him. I was like, man. Kind of cool. Yeah, that was. I'd like. That was beans out of a flashlight. That was back when, um, like, I remember when Rambo came out and like the survival knife became a huge thing. Oh yeah, and and it was like you could keep shit inside the you know the handle of the survival knife, and like I sent away. This is back when like you buy shit in the back of magazines and shit, and you send (laughs) money away for it, and it takes like six months for you to get the fucking thing that you send off for. (laughs) And I I got a survive. I got a survival knife that way, which is bizarre. But uh, yeah, although the ones that you got. You couldn't put too much in. <laughs> no, the one no, that, no. that Sylvester Stallone had in the Rambo movie was like the Mary Poppins version. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where you pull whatever <laughs> yeah, out. You yeah, know? yeah. Right. You had a compass on it. You know, you got a fucking... But but ours were like... Uh, you could fit like two matchsticks in there and a fucking... Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Those things were so cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Funny. Say, Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. Were you his model? Uh, not quite. Well, you know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being in a model in art school. But it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe you're a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual 
jobs. Crime scene photographer. Maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. If you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of us. Be part of the community of Weirdsville. Okay, guys. Uh... We got another one. This one is from Susan Larson. And she, this is her story. Back in the late 60s, around 8 o'clock on a January night, my mother and dad and two sisters had just gotten home. We looked in the sky and say three lights, two yellow and one, and, and we see three lights, two yellow and one red. We watched it for a little while, thinking it was an airplane, but then the lights started to move in strange directions. The lights went up and down independently, back and forth, forward and reverse, never in the same direction and never on the same line. We weren't sure what we were seeing, but know for sure it was not an airplane. I'd, I'd agree with that. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, especially considering we know about the UFO sightings around Kingfisher and the and that area in general. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and the three lights and then yep. moving the way that she describes them moving, you know, I mean, that's definitely, especially in the late 60s, you know, we didn't really have, we didn't have technology that would be able to do something like that. So. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, definitely. That's cool. I, at least somebody else has seen something out there. I'm not. I'm yep. not the only one. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I've been watching that um, that UFO series, Adam, that you uh, mm. cued me onto. Yeah, which is very one. well done. Um, it's really, really good. And um, I, you know, it, obviously, with all the stuff that has come out about these types of phenomenon. Um, you know, it really, uh, it makes you think that, you know, the majority, I, it's hard to say, but like, uh, you know, something like that where you're, you're watching something you think is an airplane and then things start moving in a weird, odd way. Um, it just, I wish, I wish we had a way that we could definitive, definitively say that what we were seeing is actually that, you know, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll never have that ability, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, great story and uh, yeah. really cool stuff. She's got another story here. Okay. Uh, this looks like uh, this is a this is an article from the Kingfisher Times and probably just called the Kingfisher Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it was published on December twenty fifth, nineteen twenty four. So it's kind of appropriate for this this time of year. Mm-hmm. And the title the title of uh, of the story is seven-year-old Joseph Reddington goes through ice on Uncle John's Creek and has very close call. Mm. So we'll just kind of read through here. It's a short little story. Little Joseph Reddington, seven-year-old son of Mr. and Mrs. Jim Reddington, almost became the third victim of Uncle John's Creek within the past year or so. 
when he went through the treacherous ice upon which he was playing with his scooter yesterday afternoon. The boy was rescued by Ed Davis, city employee at the power plant, who jumped in with all his clothes on and brought the virtually drowned boy from the icy water. The near tragedy occurred at 5.30 p.m., just below the powerhouse. The boy's rescuer was summoned to the scene by the cries for help from a member of the child's family who had discovered what had happened. Joseph was floating in the water with only the top of his head visible. He was rescued. Wow. First aid, first aid was administered in the powerhouse, and the large quantity of water he had taken into his system was drained out. When signs of life were shown, he was bundled up in blankets at his home nearby, where his condition rapidly improved. And unless pneumonia should set in, it is believed he will be none the worse for his icy plunge. A hole was broken in the ice, five feet wide and 12 feet long, says Mr. Davis. The water at that point is 10 or 12 feet deep, we are told. The accident was unexpected, since grown boys had been skating on the stream all day and the day previous. Joe Reddington, who was who was born in Kingfisher in 1917 and went on to establish the world-famous Iditarod dog sled races in Alaska. Following the heroic act which had ruined Davis's watch, Joseph's father is said to have presented Davis with a new watch. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, yeah. That's wow. a cool story. That is a cool Almost story. Almost 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. That is Wow, that's wild. Yeah, and there's a part that uh, I guess got cut off for that last line where uh, Susan's family still had the wa- have an old watch, and they think that it might be the one that was uh, given to as a reward. Wow, wow! To the uh, from the Reddingtons. That's amazing. But that's really cool. I didn't know that the guy who started the Iditarod dog sled races in Alaska was from Kingfisher, Oklahoma. That's so crazy. No kidding. How bizarre is that? Yeah. Kingfisher's weird, man. It is a weird little <laughs> town. That's what I love about it, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah That's, you know, what Coleman Lanterns were invented there. Are and, you serious? Uh, were they really? Yeah, dude. Yeah, Coleman Lanterns were invented there, and they were going to, uh, they were choosing between places to start the factory and they, they chose somewhere else from Kingfisher because uh, I guess Kingfisher didn't want it. Well, I Kingfisher, mean, it's strange because, you know, they didn't want to do much growing for well, a long time. Uh, that was very common, especially like in this area for some reason. The same thing in Enid. The, the, there's mm-hmm. been, you know, because the powers that be at the time, they didn't want, I think they were afraid probably they'd lose control. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I had no clue. I mean, the Sam Walton, of course, is also mm-hmm. born in Kingfisher. Um, ah, that's wild. That kid, it's it, that, that kid is lucky that he was able to be rescued because yep. that is um, apparently. I was watching a thing a couple of days ago about someone that had died in cold water, and they say that your body sinks like a rock to the bottom in cold water. So, like, you don't float. You know what I'm saying? So, um, man, that's amazing and creepy, too. Uh, yeah. 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 And, and, man, that Uncle John's Creek, you know, it sounds like he was 
almost the third bit. So two other kids or adults, you know, it's not said, died within Mm. that year, the past year or so, they said. And, you know, what? Yeah. And uh, I guess, you know, just with that creek and its proximity to the park right there, you know, it's just always been like a a draw for kids. Yeah. You know, is that the one? The swinging bridge. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I was wondering if that was the one. Okay. That I lost my skateboard on. Yeah. I remember that. You remember that? John Clayton got it. Yep. Yep. That was uh, eighth grade. Was that eighth grade? Eighth uh, grade. Yeah. Eighth grade, my sh- my brand new Schmidt sticks, um, yep. John Lucero uh, board went into the water. I thought yep. I was being cool and skate. trying to skate across the fucking swinging bridge, and it fucking <laughs> plummeted. Yep, dude, I remember that. Too bumpy. Too yep. bumpy, man. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that, too, because I remember watching from, uh, I think I was down on the creek bed. Because, I mean, you know, this is back in the 80s, so you could go on, down by the creek bed yeah, and yeah. mess around. As long as you didn't get in the water, that was the one thing. Anything else was fine. Just don't yeah. get in the creek. Don't get in the yeah. water. Yeah. So there's a whole bunch of kids down there watching the, that, that the, just messing around. And I remember looking up and watching you skate across and then fall. <laughs> and then that <laughs> skateboard keep going and just arcing off. Yeah. And just going, like, no. Drink, and laughing uh, and laughing and laughing and then feeling kind of bad but still laughing. I think <laughs> I think John you were being really cocky. Dude. I, I think I think John was. Um, I think John bribed me the next day for it. You know what I mean? He's like, ah, I got your skateboard. It's going to cost you yeah. whatever. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, fuck it. You know? Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> gonna it, need a little something. It was an expensive skateboard, so it was worth it. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. That's also the bridge that Jeff and I invented the game of uh, stick, stick fishing. Yep. Yep. What? We uh, Stick fishing. <laughs> we, it, it, it was probably our senior year. It was, uh, or maybe it was our junior year, but it was one of those times where there was a lot of rain and it hadn't flooded just yet but i mean the water level was up to um like you could dangle your feet off of the bridge and then your toes might just be getting just a tiny a hair above the water line Uh so water was way up and uh we went down to after school one day we went down to the bridge and we just kind of sat there and we're just gonna you know talking or whatever but then we just grabbed some sticks and we just started like you know playing with other sticks that would come by uh-huh. and, you know, try to like hook them or whatever. And these two little kids came over, two or three little kids came over. What are you guys doing? We're like, Oh, we're stick fishing. You know, they're like, what? And we just like totally made it up on the spot. Right. Like, and we're, we're doing, doing this pretty stuff. good too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're biting. They're really biting. <laughs> 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 Oh, that was fun, man. Is the swinging oh, bridge still the there? Day. Yeah, it is, man. Wow. It is. Uh, I, I gotta say, like the cables, I don't think the wooden planks are, you know, I don't think those are original, but the cables that support that bridge, uh, I think those are original. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. I know that I think that it's might be a little bit more guarded now. Uh, 
a few now, maybe about ten years ago now, um, there's a, a young kid who uh, got swept off of it somehow. Uh, whenever there was a flood going on, and uh, I don't know if he jumped off of it or if he fell off of it or he was playing around or what, but he got swept off of it, and the current took him, and he was he's gone. He's oh, dead. Man, it's one of my. Uh, cousins, daughters, good friends. They were high school kids. Oh wow! Was, yeah. I so. remember that. Yeah. Dangerous, right. dangerous waters. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, you know, change the subject to something maybe a little happier. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's go for let's John see. Redbird who wrote in. Okay. Uh, Adam, do you want to start with his uh, a story that's in the same email? Yeah, that's it's all of it right there. So I'll put okay. together. Oh, okay, okay. Well, here's uh, another story from John Redbird, and it, this is this is his words. I think this is the conversation. Adam, is this the conversation between you? Yeah, and John? we. We kind of had a conversation, but I cut my answers out of it so that and and so, but it still flows like a story. Okay, okay, we'll we'll give it a shot. Here we go. Do you know that church that sits south of Kingfisher? There's a church that sits out by the hospital. It used to sit at the corner of Eleventh and Rogers Streets in the West Bottoms. It's what us people that live there called it back in the seventies. My grandmother and her neighbor, Buford, lived a block south from there. Well, Buford took care of that church after, and after they had services. He told my grandmother that one night he looked down at the church before he went to bed, and the lights were on. So he gets dressed and goes down there to see what was going on or if anyone was in there. When he gets there... There's no one in there, so he turns the lights off and walks the one black one block back home and turns around to look at the church again, and the lights were on again. So he goes back, looks around again, and there's no one there, so he turns the lights off and walks home. And once again, he turns around and looks at the church, and he sees a dark figure coming out of the front door. And it walks down Robert Street. Okay, now he says, sorry, I thought it was Roger Street, but I just remembered that it was Robert Street. So he walks down Robert Street towards 13th Street. People have seen a dark figure in the bottoms at night over the years. So when I see what they're doing now with the bottoms, I would still keep an eye on open, especially at night. Wow. Interesting. Is that yeah. kind of is that kind of over by the cemetery? Is that what he's talking about? Uh, I think he's talking about like the area around Kingfisher Creek mm-hmm. uh, that's in between, like say, Thirteenth Street and Main Street, mm-hmm. and like you know, it's kind of it's it's south of Kingfisher Creek. It's that real old area. It's like uh, I don't know, kind of. Just west of Main Street, you know, the main part of downtown. Yeah. Just west of downtown, kind of behind downtown. Yeah. Between yeah, downtown yeah. and 13th Street. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. If you were looking yeah. at Kingfisher from above, 
it would be the that portion that is above um what's the highway that runs from Guthrie to Watonga? 33. 33. 33. Yeah. So it's 33 from Main Street over Main Street and 33 down to 13th. That little kind yeah, of triangle cool. area where it comes down. Gotcha. From yeah, that area from the creek to and then goes around there. So wow. That's cool. That is an that's a really old part of Kingfisher, you know. Mm-hmm. I think when when downtown was constructed, I think those houses and things were I mean, some of those houses have they were probably built in the eighteen nineties, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh but a lot of them have been torn down now. And so I think when he says so when I see what they're doing now with the bottoms, I would still keep an eye open, especially at night. They have uh, that that area was prone to flooding, right? And the city, and with grants, I think from the feds, bought up a bunch of those properties. They've they've raised the houses, and they have uh, extended the Kingfisher trails through there. So they've paved oh. some walking paths and things through there. That's cool. And uh, yeah. And so I, you know, maybe when they, when they tore those houses down, they, maybe they got rid of, of that ghost or the dark figure or whatever, but, uh, he seems to be concerned. Uh, John says it could still be down there. Interesting. So if wow. you're, if you're walking on the trails at night, be careful there, locals. Yeah. Lots of history. Lots of history yep. over there. That's cool. Okay. We've got a couple more. From John, and and here here it goes. He says, "Okay, these two or three stories I have happened on, uh, on Eighth or Ninth Street in Kingfisher. My brother and his friends were having a few beers on the road in front of our house. Reason being is that my mother didn't like alcohol in or around the house." As my brother finished his beer, he told his friend that he was going to walk onto the house and he was going to turn the porch light off, but he was going to leave the door open. His friend said he had another beer to finish and he was going to be in. So as he was standing on the road finishing his beer, he noticed one of our dogs sitting there looking at him. Ha ha ha. We probably had around 15 dogs at the moment. My mom would just pick up strays whenever she sees them, and she'd bring them home. Ha, ha, ha. I had a girlfriend like that, an ex-girlfriend <laughs> that was like that. Always picking up dogs? Yeah, yeah. I remember one time she probably had 15. She lived out uh, in the country um, on her parents' land that uh, it, they had stables out there, and... Um, they had like just God knows how many dogs, probably fifteen at least more. At you know, at any time people would drive by and leave dogs there. If she saw a dog, she'd pick it up and take it. You know, and uh, yeah, they had tons of dogs. And then I remember when I stayed over at her place one time, um, just you know, a, <laughs> just on the floor there was just a. Up on blank, uh, yeah, a rug made of dog. I mean, you know, so like trying to go from the bed like to the to the restroom and like trying to like you know s- step over all these dogs to uh, to 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 get to the restroom and back in the dark. Nice. That's a lot of dogs in the house. Yeah, there's a lot of dogs. Okay, well, 
well, anyway, his friend went over and told the dog to quit looking at him. Uh, he said, I'm not bothering you, and he kicks it. And he said, whatever it was, it stood up, and he put his hand up to around seven feet tall. And he said, he, it, so I guess what he did is he thought this was a dog. He went over and kicked it, and then whatever it was stood up and put its hand up. He says, it's about seven feet tall. He said, it walked like this, and he was walking like a monkey. He said he kicked it about two more times while on the road, and he walks to the house, and he said, you know what? That damn dog followed me in, and it was sitting over by the propane tank, so he kicks it again, and he said it stood this high. It walked like this, and we had all those dogs, and none of them barked. Dude, it's just... Uh, I mean, Bizarre. It sounds like a it sounds like a Bigfoot, and yeah, yeah. It sounds like his uh, his buddy was pretty fearless. I mean, yeah. after the thing stood up and he's seven foot tall, and he he walks over and kicks it a couple more times. Fearless or 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 drunk? Uh. <laughs> Maybe a little a little a little beer courage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a crazy story. That is a crazy story. Another another Bigfoot story from Kingfisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so crazy, man. Okay. Well, he's got another one here. Uh, he said, my sister had said she saw what looked like a gargoyle land on the road on Highway 33 in front of her uh, while she was leaving her house one evening. And after that, she wouldn't, I guess it was after she was leaving his house one evening and after that she wouldn't come to my house uh around anymore around the time that she saw that Hmm. and then he says i I heard my friends had seen some of those flying uh things just west of kingfisher i've never heard of that yeah i've heard one person briefly mention it and hopefully we'll talk to, to to them um soon but yeah that's just weird yeah, yeah, that is weird. There is just a little bit more to this story. He said, just a few months ago, a guy that was working at the liquor store in El Reno, where I live, told me that he saw what looked like a gargoyle sitting on a playset at one of the parks in town one evening. Huh, that's weird. Yeah. So yeah. That, is, that is really weird. That warrants some investigation. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no shit. It really does. Damn. Cool. That's cool. You know, that is cool. Very interesting. All right. And then this last bit we'll find very interesting for you, Mr. Hubbard. Okay. I'm ready. Here, here we go. I've never seen it in person, but I did see the video of the Bigfoot that we caught on tape digging in our grease trap. Trap. Mm-hmm. At, at Lucky Star Casino in the early 2000s. I had trouble sleeping, haha, but I did hear it scream. I saw the tape, and it's real. It's easily 10 foot tall, and it was white. After that, we had Bigfoot hunters from California, Oregon, and Washington out there looking for it. But it's kind of 
protected, being that it's on our land and it's federal land. And that's the end of the story. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see that footage. I do too. You'll never see it, man. It's lost. You know, God it's lost, damn it, dude. If it exists, it's in some kind of safety deposit box or safe or something. But it probably doesn't exist. Uh, you know, because damn. they don't want, uh, and it'll never be shown on the air or anything like that. Because you know. They don't want stupid white people coming over around it, like, right? And looking for you, him, you know. You yeah. know that is the that's the third account mm-hmm. uh, that we've heard, at least three, mm-hmm. of people who have said that they've seen that video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Becky saw it. Yeah. Yep. We talked to that gentleman at the Bigfoot Festival, who is yep. also from El Reno, who had seen it, and then, and then. Uh, and John here, Mr. Redbird here. Wow! Yeah, amazing. That is amazing. Our our uh, if we could ever get our hands on uh, on that would be amazing. So anybody out Absolutely. there that has the ability to get us that footage, please do. <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> so awesome! Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, okay. That's, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Hub. Those were fantastic. Don't be a stranger. Come back real soon and hang out with us. Will do, guys. Hey, the pleasure was all mine. It's always it's always fun to to be here with you guys and catch up. Cool deal. All right, buddy. And, and keep sending in your stories. Yes, yes. If you've got them and you don't want to come on, send them in. I'll read them. Hey everybody, you're listening to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us, make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience and we can have more friends, we can have more stories. So thanks for listening to What's Your Weird Story. This just in. It seems the entire planet is being overtaken by a force unlike anything we've ever seen before. Its tentacles reach across the entire globe, from Beijing to Boston, from Moscow to Madrid. There seems to be no escaping its influence. It seems life as we know it will be forever changed now that the odd pod has arrived. To stay up to date on all developments, and we're urging that you stay informed. You can hear the latest information about the Odd Pod by searching for it on all major podcasting platforms. Remember, we can only be as safe as we are vigilant. Well, you've been on the receiving end from many a tantalizing picture from Mr. Hubbard going to your favorite Mexican restaurant, which is El Charo in Kingfisher, America. It's been funny to watch the text messages roll back and forth about how angry you've been at him doing that to you and making you want something so badly that you can't have. 
Yes, yes, he takes it upon he, and I know it's out of kindness that he, and, you know, oh, and course. he thinks of me when he's there, and so he takes a picture of his of uh, the number eleven that he gets, same as I do. Um, but does although, not, but does I, not fails, double it does not double does, down on the macaroni. He, yes, he fails to do that, and I call him out on it virtually every time. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he does that out of the war- goodness of his own heart. But it does also it's a bit the kick to the groin to me because you know i never know when i'll be able to ever get back there again very true uh, but uh i still you know it's 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 nice that he does it and it's fun yeah um, it is it is and um and and it is good food it is good absolutely food, man, you know that's place in the world but thank you for talent for joining us jeff and sh- taking some time out to be here on the show again. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, we need to get you back and more. Jeff's a very busy person, um, so it's hard to sometimes to get him to be able to spend time with us, but we enjoy it ever so much when he does. We hope you guys do, too. Some really great, cool stories. Really cool. Town, really cool stories, man. You know, the ice-breaking story about the kid that walked out onto the ice and broke through. Mm-hmm. And was saved. Um, I don't know. It, it just, I was immediately put back in that time frame and mm-hmm. knowing where it is, you know, because you grow up around there and now you figure out, okay, that's where it is. And you're mm-hmm. like, wow, man, that, how many times did we play around that area? And it yeah. was never even a thought in our mind, you know, that yep. something, um, fortunately for, for, for that particular story, the kid was saved, but many lives have been lost in that area yep. uh, falling through the ice, man, you know, it's yeah. scary. Yeah. And then that kid went on and started the, I did a rod, which is amazing, man. Like Just, I want to read that book. Like, yeah. Mind blown. You know, it, we got to figure that one out. We got to see what the story is behind that. Cause that's a cool story, man. That's the iconic. I did a rod, um, uh, dog sledding race that is hundreds of miles long. Um, should probably look that up. And then, of course, the 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 dog thing. Maybe it was a maybe it was some kind of a Bigfoot. Maybe right. it was some kind of a weird dog, like a Skinwalker thing. I don't know. Yeah, something weird. Maybe it was, uh, you know, something to do with the beers that were Jane drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could all the above, man. Who all knows? All the above, man. But you know, like uh, we got more affirmation about the the Bigfoot video from Concho. Yep. Uh, another witness to that video, and yep. just those are some great stories, man. And the, uh, the 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 farmer who got into his airplane and ch- tried to chase down the the bank robbers. Yeah, what what a wild story! You know, um, Barry. I, you know, my my mom's family, the musics were grew up there in Kingfisher, and uh, her her father, her dad, Ben Music. And his brother, Captain Jack. You remember Captain Jack? Music? Oh, I loved, loved Captain Jack. We'd go pick, we'd pick him up for church once in a while. Yep, yep. great man. Just oh, a man. solid, solid man. And he had um, some crazy-ass stories, too. Oh, dude. Yeah, I want to... You know, I'm going to find that World War II story out yeah, dude. of his. Yeah. Fantastic. But uh, when they were young, and they built... He and his brother... I, no, Captain Jack and his brother. I don't know if it was my granddaddy or if it was one of the other brothers. They built... On their own, a plane. Did they really? And flew it. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. When they were like, you know, like 
high school wow. age type, you know? Damn, man. Yeah, yeah. Because you could do that yeah. back in the, like, right. 30s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a whole lot of, like, air traffic control or anything. I'm sure you had yeah. the, your licensing that you needed yeah. to okay that stuff. Wow. Yeah, and I think so, I think the plane crashed. I think somebody got hurt in it. But, I mean, mm. but the, I remember that he did that back, you know, I remember hearing that story from, from my Nana. Wow. Wow. Um, how they built a plane. You them, know, what's so. funny is my grandfather used to fly a plane and I remember sleeping and being woken up by my grandfather. He would buzz our house when he would come through. <laughs> and I'm telling you, he would put that plane damn near on the roof, man. And it scared the <laughs> shit out of me, man. We lived uh, north of town, three miles north of town out in a house out there uh, in the neighborhood. And uh, that's hilarious, man. I just remembered that. But, uh, just crazy, man. I mean, um, you grow up in a place and you're like, oh, this is normal. And then you sort of remember all these things that have happened. And you're like, yep. this is not, this is weird. This is not vanilla. We used to think it was vanilla. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. When we were, well, when we were high schoolers, we were so ready to get out of that town and watch the dust from our feet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, but, you know, it was a good place to grow up. Yeah. Um, obviously we made good friends there yeah. and, you know, because each other and, and Jeff and all the friends from Kingfisher that we've had on the show, which is a good chunk of our guests were yeah. from our hometown, you know, yeah. um, just, you know, we were really lucky to grow up where we did when yeah. we did. It was a different you know. time. You know, yeah. it, we, we literally grew up with each other, like yep. from the time we started preschool, you know, and we lost a few along the way, and then yep. we gained a few along the way. But we had a small class. There was 107 in our graduating class, and um, and we were all very close. Yep. You know, and and yep. just as all families, sometimes not everybody sticks together. But uh, for the most part, we've been able to keep in touch with with quite a few people, and I, I cherish those friendships and those relationships. And it's great to hear some stories from people from uh such a such a great town that uh that we were so fortunate to be uh brought up in yeah well thanks again everybody for listening this week thanks again to all of our fellow uh kingfisheronians um our fisher friends all of the other the yellow jackets for writing in and sharing all those great stories and thanks jeff for joining us and reading those to us with such Insert appropriate descriptive adjective here. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Uh, it's always a fun time. We are going to be back next week with our holiday show, our winter holiday show, Festivus, Christmas, Hanukkah, Hanukkah yeah. Kwanzaa, uh, Life Day, whatever it is that you celebrate in the, the winter time. Uh, that's our special for next week, and we will be having our second annual Christmas ghost story reading from Mr. Hubbard. That'll be fun. And that'll be fun. And we also have Barry, our friend Carmen from Croatia, who was on just a couple episodes ago, is going to join us for a little bit and talk to us about some of the traditions that she had growing oh, up. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Always love yeah. hearing uh, people's uh, you know, Christmas traditions. It's great, man. All right. Hey, everybody, thanks again for joining us, for listening. Um, it's been a great year 
We've had a lot of great guests, and we're very excited to uh, wrap it up here with a little bow for the end of the year with our winter festival, winter festivus festival show, and followed by the weird news roundup. Those will be the following weeks. And then we'll kick off 2022 in high fashion and in good form and with lots of fun. It's going to be another kick-ass, even more kick-ass year. But until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.